Hey guys, well, we are super excited to announce that we're on CastBox now. CastBox is the fastest growing, highest rated podcast app on both iOS and Android, and it does have all your favorite podcasts, okay? Okay, you can still listen to Dumb Gay Politics wherever you get your podcasts, but we just want you to try CastBox. And we're super excited that we're finally on CastBox because we think it's the best. So try it. Uh-huh, it's all shit, it's all just dumb gay politics. America's gotten kind of whack, but we're not gonna let it go down like that because we got a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. We probably don't have all the facts, but we got opinions and we'll probably backtrack. That's why it's a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. Ooh, it's all shit, it's all shit. It's all shit. It's all shit. I mean, are we gonna die? I don't know. I, I, you're extreme. I am extreme. It's all shit. Uh uh. This shit is bananas. B A A A S. This shit is trumpanas. T R U M P A N A N A S. What? I don't know. I don't even know. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Dumb Gay Politics. I'm Julie. And I'm Brandy. And this is the podcast where we talk about the week in politics like we're talking about the week in reality TV. And it's New Year's Day. Happy 2019, everyone. It's here. It's here. Now, I mean, to be frank, oh, we yes. are, we yes, are recording this Um a couple days early, Frank. Oh, but right, um, right, right, right. we are well aware that no one's going to be listening to this shit on fucking New Year's Day. Mm-hmm. But we're doing it anyway, just like Christmas, because it's 2019 and we are here for it. Beep, beep. We're committed, right? <laughs> honk, well, honk. Yeah. Honking my horn. Honking my horn. Um, yeah, we're here for it. And it's 2019 and we are here for it. We made a crystal shrine. That's right. Um, we made an actual crystal shrine. We made it on a um, TV tray. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's a nice TV tray. <laughs> it's a, it's, it's an, like a very upscale TV tray. It is. It was an expensive. It's like a tray that Meow Meow brings in from the kitchen. She's in an apron, a roughly apron. <laughs> and she's doing her lady stuff. And she brings in vats of popcorn. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and God, I love popcorn so much. And like... Lays chips and onion dip, and she mm. brings it in on this beautiful tray that now has crystals all over it. Yes, and they will live there temporarily until I can buy crystal terrarium. terrarium. A turtle, terrarium. a turtle glass thing that will put crystals in. Yeah, we got a gift of cleansing crystals from a mystery listener. So we don't know who you are, but thank you because we did it. We we crystalled the crystal. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. I mean, we crystalled the crystal. Okay. We really did it. And then we got a New Year's Eve um, cleansing ritual from Julie Lang and um, then set us on our path to New Year's enlightenment. Between Julie Lang's email yeah. with her with the New Year's Eve ritual uh-huh. and then the mystery gift of crystals, we just we got really inspired. Mm-hmm. And um, I, basically, I emailed Etsy to find out the giver of the crystal set and the owner of the company still hasn't got back to me. But um, we sincerely want to thank whoever got that for us. It was it inspired us. We crystallized. We crystalled on. We crystallined. Um, we crystal lighted. Yeah. You know what I mean? We really, we crystal lighted that shit. Like Johnny loves I mean, some fucking crystal light. Yeah. And um, so basically it was like all packaged in this beautiful box. Mm-hmm. And it said the complete crystal gift set. 
Um, it includes all the necessary stones to get started in the world of crystal healing. So it had seven chakra tumbled stones, a pendulum selenite stick, rose quartz, rose quartz cluster, geode, crystal point, <laughs> amethyst cluster, black tourmaline, white sage, and a meditation spray, which we sprayed it all over, lit the lit the shrines. Mm-hmm. We've got Obama. Yep. We've got Elizabeth Warren. Yep. We have all kinds of prayer candles that you guys have sent us. We lit the whole shrine. We lit the entire shrine. And then we put all the crystals out in the TV tray. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yes. And also, we had gone to the store. We mm-hmm. went to Psychic Eye. Yes. Right? Meow, meow. Yes, we went to the Psychic Eye to get, you know, other important uh, elements. We wanted crystal. We wanted, we had, from the gift, they were healing crystals. Yes. Cleansing and healing crystals. We wanted the money crystals. We're <laughs> yes. like, where's the yes. Quan crystals? Yes. We're like, excuse me, Miss Missy Les working here, uh-huh. Miss Older Lesbian. She's oh. like, hi, how can I help you? Yeah. What can I get for you? <laughs> Let me just put these tiny round spectacles uh, further away from my eyes so I can see what's going on. Uh, what do we, what do you mean? Oh, you want to know where the Quan crystals are? They're over here right by the dragon, uh, which is situated by the books on enlightenment and self-realization. Um, can I help you with anything else? Like, we were like, yeah, we'll take some fucking crystal meth in our eyeballs because what the fuck are we doing at a crystal store on New Year's Eve? But there uh, we were. Would you like a pouch to put your, <laughs> would you like a velveteen pouch or a patchwork pouch to put your crystals inside? You could latch it to your belt or you could use it for when you're at a renaissance. <laughs> so she was fucking genius. And we were like, Quan crystals, here we come. And we mm-hmm. straight up got like, what did we get? Like we got jade. Yes. We tiger's got, eye. A tiger's eye. Mm-hmm. Um, we got something called green amosite or oh, right. amosite uh-huh. or something. Then there was citruside. <laughs> It was we actually, we ended up getting all poisons. We got um and then the, the you know the meteorite and one. And then f- we got a meteorite called Maglatites, Maglavite. Moldavite. Moldavite. We got f- a big ass thing of fool's gold. Oh, pyrite. And that thing is huge and yes. it's like it like and you know Anne sent me my first crystal and Anne we really dorked on. We really took it to another <laughs> level. I can see how it gets I can see how it gets um addicting i don't know it's like yes because it's like collecting and now i'm collecting <laughs> and i'm collecting little things and then in giving each thing i'm anthropomorphizing each thing and then i'm yeah we're projecting I'm, onto it <laughs> yeah which oh is we fine. also had the and diffuser going the diffuser's going we got this big ass thing of pyrite is that what it is yeah it's like, it's like that's fool's gold it looks like shimmery and fancy and new year's eve and money yeah and we're like or maybe it. a belt someone from texas would wear yeah it looks like true religion clothes. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's really cool. So we, and we spent a pretty penny on that thing. And thank God the Les with the tiny circle spectacles, <laughs> she hooked us up with the, some deals. Mm-hmm. Um, but we had our whole TV tray of crystals and candles and different fucking yeah. oils in the air. Yeah. And we were just, mm. so then we, basically we took Julie Lang's ritual yes. that she sent mm. and we sort of combined it because her ritual is to cleanse your house yeah. and <coughs> rid you of energy for 2019. Okay. Where you light, you you put your habits, energy, and people that you want to get rid of for 2019 and you light, write them on a piece of paper and light it on fire and put it in this bowl of water. So we needed 
unfortunately like um a 900 gallon um soup pot to for our habits and energies that we wanted to rid ourselves I mean, of we kept burning i mean it was just like oh you got another one okay great and then oh i got i got like no i got a few more and then roll 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 burn 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 right we natalie stout had sent to us a gift a, a box of gifts and one of them was this like flip it's like a oh right. it's a notepad of a finger right. of a hand middle flip, finger flipping off you know, the fuck you finger yeah the fuck you finger and we wrote on those each individual thing we wanted to get rid of yeah and then we rolled it up lit it on fire on the candles yeah and then we threw it in the pot <laughs> and that thing was filled it was like the it house had a bonfire in it and um, it's good to do. You don't know and you don't even realize. I mean, in a way, like you can li- you could literally have a physical manifestation not to get like too spiritual about it. Please get but you can get a physical manifestation of all your negative shit, whether it's people's names or toxic, whatever, or just things you want to not whatever. Yeah, like entitlement. A, yeah, yeah. Right. Arrogance. Like not showing up, whatever, like yeah. shut down, whatever, you know, exa- exactly. Selfish, selfishness, ego, you know, I had a lot of problems, but. Oh, we, yeah, we almost set the goddamn house on fire. <laughs> and, and then I looked at that bowl and I was like, God, that is literally looks like a bowl of just wet, dark, black garbage. That's right. And it needs to be thrown out. And, and then we walked outside and Julie threw it into the construction, <laughs> like right into the big ass parking garage they're building. She just threw the whole water. And then we could see some of the shards of paper that were like flakiness <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. being flabby <laughs> oh, good one. avoiding phone calls <laughs> hiding yeah, exactly yeah mm-hmm. running mm-hmm. you know yeah leaving lights on <laughs> exactly wasting all the lights are on mm-hmm. wasting right okay so we did that and then we wanted to set our intentions and so we didn't want to burn our intentions, although there are um, rituals that have you burn the intentions. Because we and we have burned our intentions in the past yeah. when it was the full moon, the time of the full moon, or that that not full moon. It was that what was it that eclipse, the full moon oh, eclipse or whatever. Um, the yeah, just the the, the eclipse. It's like the full solar eclipse. Yeah. So we went and burned our intentions then, but this time we didn't want to. So we put them on sl- slivers of paper. In the gratitude jar that Devin got us. Yes. So we have all of our intentions. In the jar. And we also, one of the rituals was to put 10 of your successes. And that was hard. Wow, was that hard. That was awful. That was real hard. That was the worst part. I mean, a success literally at one point I was like, well, I did wake up. (laughs) Exactly. I did wake up and you know what? That's a success. Yeah. I mean, it was hard. Very hard. To think of it. Um, Very, very hard. It was like we wrote sober and then it was like. Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh, Interesting. Uh huh. Exactly. So, but then I found this thing, and it said, um, to make a theme for 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, these were just any New Year's one. It didn't have to be 2019, but um, and I had sort of just been generally being like, 2019 is going to be my year, and it was like that was since one of my things was stop being selfish. I was like, hmm, <laughs> stop being a narcissist. Um, I was like, that's not, and that's not a good theme. Plus, we wanted a theme together. Right. And so we were thinking, thinking, and we were thinking like fortune or, but we don't really like fortune themester. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and, um, and so then we're like, we don't use that. Um, we'd be fortunate. 
mm-hmm. but Fortunate Son kind of bugs that song, even though I'm sure a lot of you like it. Uh-huh. Yep, yep. So we basically came to 2019 for us is going to be the year of the scrunchie. Right, Meow Meow? That is right. The, the year, year of the, the scrunchie. scrunchie. Now, you need to explain why okay. that is. <clears throat> so basically, in Legally Blonde 1, okay, um, Elle's friends at the end, you know, she has the two friends, the blonde and the brunette. At the end, um, they're trying to help her when she's trying to win the case for um, Brooke's butt burners workout or whatever, uh-huh. whatever the, she's accused of murder. Okay. So they're there and they're like, you're, you can do it, Elle. And then the one blonde who's like supposed to be the, the dumber of the two, but they're both supposed to be dumb. Yeah. Um, gives, she's like, here, take my lucky scrunchie. It helped me pass Spanish. And then the other friend goes, you passed Spanish because you gave Professor Montoya a lap dance. <laughs> and then the blonde one goes, yeah, luckily. <laughs> so this is basically 2019 is the year of the scrunchie for us. Like we are going to. um, We're going to pass Spanish, but we're not going to do it right. The regular way we're right. going to think of we're going to give Professor Montoya a lap dance. We're going to wear a lucky scrunchie. And I did buy one at the psychic eye. Yep. I said, do you have a ha- any hair ties? Because we like, oh, oh, what's that? What did you need? A hair tie. You mean, it's t- oh, scrunchie? <laughs> yeah, we totally have that over here. Look over here. Over here. Look at that scrunchie. There you go. And it said fucking it scrunchies. scrunchies. I mean, where? Where in the world? <laughs> at the psychic uh. eye. And me and Julie were like, oh, we got one. It's on my wrist. She got herself. A version, a Les version of a scrunchie, which is a beaded bracelet. And please believe this motherfucker would never wear a beaded bracelet. Would no, you, meow meow? No. This is, no. this is a big deal. It's very, it's small. It's yeah. black. Uh-huh. It's very, um, it's, it's, understated. Su- it's understated. It's, That's correct. It could be feminine. It could be not. I don't know. It's definitely a unisex. <laughs> yeah, it's unisex. Yeah. yeah. And it's not too, it's not pretentious. No. And she's just wearing it, and it's for opportunity. Opportunity. And um, it's our version of when my scrunchie is black, and we're doing, and it's the year of the scrunchie, and that's what's up. It's going to be random opportunity meets preparation in the form of luck, and it's on, and it's 2019. It's the year of the scrunchie. So we want you guys all pick your theme. You're welcome to have the year of the scrunchie. Yes. Go out, get yourself a scrunchie. Mm -hmm. I don't fucking, I'm sure you guys all have one. I was like, God forbid I go find (laughs) one at my house. That's going to be an unlucky scrunchie. Yep. That's right. Or gentlemen or ladies who don't want to wear a scrunchie. You just got to get something to put around the wrists. That's, That's right. And anytime any negative you know, thought comes in, I'm going to try and snap, snap mine it. too. Snap it. I can snap mine too. Yeah. Just get yourself right out of it. I have all, snap it. everything all in front of me for yep. any of my thoughts. That's right. When we, one of our intentions that we set, our podcast intention, is that we want 2,000 people for our Patreon, right, Meow Meow? That's right. When we get to 2,000 people, we're going to do... Well, first of all, when you get 2,000 people, I'm getting a keyboard. That's right. You so haven't... I can't wait. I just like, let's, so let's go. <laughs> I got work to do. I got things to do. I got things to learn. And it'll be a dollar and you'll get another hour a week of a Patreon podcast. That's two hours for $1. We're going to go. That's practically working full time, guys. Okay. <laughs> for us. So that's our intention for 2019. Okay. We will get to 2,000 people. Yeah. And um, our two year anniversary of the Patreon is in the summer. Hopefully we get there by then. Um, that was our 2019 intention. Um, also we have a live show in New Orleans in less than three fucking weeks. Wow. We got a 3D holiday card from Eric and Doran. I'm assuming it's 
Doran. It could be Doran. That's right. Could Whichever. Be Doran. Could be Doran. <laughs> um, two gorgeous angels from Australia. And we got a post-snap postcard from Kira Hinkley, which was so cute, but we love her so much. We had already printed her picture from one of my shows. That's right. And Kira, what is your um, wife's name? Because we don't have her labeled. And you also sent in your post-snap a picture from your guys' wedding day. Mm. And again, we don't have her name. If you don't want us to know her name, right. then we will not. She can be known as Kira's wife. That's right. That is correct. Well, we got more fireballs. We showed it. <laughs> oh, Lura Muller, that fucking whore. We got a lot of motherfucking fireballs, which was quite special, even though we literally have enough fireballs to last us until 2022. Well, basically, Lura lost like her whole fucking house in that hurricane or whatever it was in mm-hmm. South Carolina. Mm-hmm. So, um... She, I guess the bitch finally got internet and the first thing she did was um, buy us more fireballs. So I, they're, they're kind of like profound because it's like when you know you're in a place where you finally can just start wasting time yeah. buying garbage, yes. you're kind of like back, back. you're back, mm-hmm. you know? Yep. So Laura, we're so happy that you're, you are, you know, whatever, hopefully your house is back and everybody... Send Laura white light or send her some crystalline white light from the white quartz geode or whatever the fuck. (laughs) Um, It's for her house. And so we thank you, Laura, for that. And then Jamie Voss got us a sign for the drug den that says warning genius at work. Uh Oh, yeah. And now here's the the here's the fucking genius part about this gift, Jamie. Yep. Um, (laughs) We come out of the mail thing. Meow Meow is holding like these like all these boxes. And one of them had fireballs and then there was two other boxes and we I open it up while we're driving. We can't wait. And I open it up and it says um, there's a bag. Amazon's like delivering the all the gifts in like this. These like pouches that are supposed to be like Christmas bags. Mm-hmm. I'm like Indonesian children. Oh, I mean slaving away. Yeah, I mean, just give it a fucking rest, Amazon. Yeah, Really? And then there's a card attached that says Merry Christmas, Caleb. Love Devin Slim. <laughs> And I'm like, what the? And I open up the pouch and it has two big, heavy sketch pads in it, Mm -hmm. like nice, expensive sketch pads. And we're like, I go, I think this is a mistake. I turn the box over. It says Jamie Voss on the outside, the return thing. Like, huh? Well, I mean, maybe. And then I see on the packing slip, it says like Uniball, like roller ink, rollerball pens, which are our favorite pens. So we're like, oh, maybe. Jamie's psychic and knows know. these are our How favorite crazy, pens. Because we were just talking about the pens. Yeah. And I just got a couple of the pens. Yeah. And it was like, oh my God, and these pens are so awesome and I love them. Blah, blah, blah. And then we're like, oh my God, she got us the pens. Yeah. But the and pens weren't turns, the pens weren't in the box. No. And it turns out she didn't even send them. And who's De- Devin and Slim and Caleb? And, uh, yeah. I mean, it was like it's in Dev, selling. It's Dev. We don't know. Dev, that could be Devlin. Dev. Dev, that could true. be Dev. But they're Devery, selling Devery. Dev our pens. <laughs> It was so bizarre. We got Caleb's gift and we, I'm not going to lie. We we're probably going to contact Amazon and ask for the pens. Oh, absolutely. Be like, um, excuse me. We it's absolutely. Caleb here. We didn't get the pens with the sketch pad. Hey, Amazon. Hi, my name's Caleb. <laughs> I received my sketchbooks, which I love, by the way. Also, and that's the other thing, too. Is like, oh, my God, I love as you know, I love like notebooks. Bookings, yes. Like notebook type things or whatever. So it's like, God, how does she know? 
Anyway, Amazon. Um, I got the um, I got my sketchbook, and I'm very excited to start sketching. I think he's a songwriter because they didn't get oh. him pencils; they got him pens. pens. And I think he wants to like be in a mood, and that paper was like thick. It is a moody paper. It's like a poetry so type he can write paper. Lyrics to a song, but yes. also draw around it. Yes. Okay, let me think. Okay, hold on. Caleb just took on a whole new, a whole new thing. Yeah. Hey, Amazon. Hey, um, <laughs> I got um. I got my sketch pad and I really need those pens because if I'm going to emote, if I'm going to like <laughs> write and like really like let my guard down and like really find vulnerability to this like the world around me and really find my feminine side, I really need those pens, please. Oh, hold on, I have an idea. My feminine side is inside and I will not, I knock three times and it goes, who's there? And I say, it's me, Caleb. And then I drew hearts around myself. Yeah, he's probably like mad at his ex-girlfriend Jackie or something. Yeah. And then he's like going to talk Jackie, shit about Jackie. how Jack. could you do this to me? <laughs> how dare you go get with Slim? I loved you so much, Jackie. You are, um, get on my knee, Jackie. Merry Christmas, Caleb. Love Devin Slim. <laughs> Maybe they're in the band with him. So oh, weird. God, I, oh my God, they're in a band. <laughs> How did we not talk about that before? They are in a band. So, and it's called Jackie's Knee. <laughs> Jackie's Knee? Mm-hmm. Okay. Jackie's Knee. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Jamie, the gift, it became a <laughs> it became a three-dimensional gift. It, it really, really did. did. It, it really took on a life of its own. Yep. Um, and uh, we appreciate you. All right. Well, the government is still shut down, but no one works on New Year's anyway. So we're going to say goodbye to 2018 by vi- revisiting two of our favorite interviews from this year. So let's get on down memory lane, shall we? All right. So the first interview we're going to replay is Sarah Silverman. Um, we did this what seems like a million years ago, but it was in February. And it's just so bizarre to think of everything that's happened in the world and to us. Since this time, um, part of why this interview is meaningful to us is because just so much has changed. If you end up re-listening to this interview... I'm sure no one will, but (laughs) if you do... If you end up fast-forwarding this interview, then just, um, you know, put yourself back to where you were in February and take a minute to appreciate um, how far you've come since then. Um, It's been almost a whole trip around the sun, and we made it. We should all be thankful for that. Also... Um, I wanted to say that we spent the whole hour of the show with Sarah Silverman. So Meow Meow went through and picked out the pertinent bits um, in the interest of time. So if you're new here and you want to hear the whole unedited interview, go back to February and just listen to that shit. Jewish people driving German cars. Jewish people driving German cars. Jewy people buying German cars. What the cock is that shit? But maybe it's like, take back the night. Maybe it's like how bleeding hearts grow old and swing to the right. Maybe it's like when a faggot calls himself a faggot. I'm embarrassed. This is the part of the show where we get to talk to someone else besides each other about a subject that's usually off limits. Politics. Now, we usually do a big intro here. But I was sort of at a loss when I wrote this <laughs> because um, you're actually so next level that no intro would even do you justice. I mean, right. what would we possibly say, you know? <laughs> so here it is. You've been doing comedy professionally since you were an embryo. And you're actually like a real, actual, literal, actual, literal, actual <laughs> living legend, perhaps, mm-hmm. and icon. Mm-hmm. 
and quite frankly, shouldn't even be doing this podcast. Thank you. Yeah. I'm going to discuss you with a she pronoun rather than a you. Okay. Um, she's had a million comedy specials and been a, a hundreds of thousands of movies and starred in a gazillion TV shows. But most recently, and maybe most importantly, she created and hosted a late night style political talk show for Hulu called I Love You America. It is arguably the best political talk show out there. So if you haven't seen it, immediately get the fuck on Hulu and watch every episode, you fucks. So without further fucking ado, we're so excited to welcome Ooh. Sarah motherfucking Silverman. Hi, Sarah. I don't appreciate the blue <laughs> words. Oh, you don't? You don't like going blue right I away? I love them because, like, when you guys talk, it's just seamless and it's so natural. And you're both like Trump. Like, when you have written words, you're <laughs> yeah, just exactly. suddenly like V and A. And... <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, that is true. But no, we have to do it. You guys are pretty natural. You're natural. Thank you. But I do like to We love to swear. Do Ooh. you? It comes naturally. Too much. Uh, my naturally. mother told me, my yes. kid always tells me, and every time she's like, We enjoy the podcast, Julie, for the most part, when we want to listen to it, which we don't all the time. However, F this, F that, all the Fs, all the time, F, F, F. I can't. And it's like, <laughs> but I she get can. it. But you can. And she, she proved to herself she can. And doesn't and it feel good? I don't think she does. They used to. Yeah, they, they did used for to. a little bit, but they, they don't. My parents, now. like, are supportive. And then they just get bored. They, they dip their toe in. And they dip they, their toe they, in. They, they watch it. People's Couch. Tell her. Oh. <gasps> oh. I never missed an episode of People's Couch. <laughs> That's so nice. That's guys. crazy. Well, my mom looked me in the eyes and said, um, we can't watch the show. It's terrible. It's unwatchable. It's unwatchable, it's unwatchable. Julie. <laughs> it's unwatchable. <laughs> Technically, it's unwatchable. it should be. Yeah. For, it should be unwatchable. If I heard that pitch for a show, I'd be like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> and yet... It's so good. It was fun. We had so much fun in, in yeah. the UK. That show's still going on. Like, it's How? still going... It they was win awards. originally a UK show, yeah. right? Yes, and they've, biggest, they've already won awards. They've won, like, a million it's two hours long there. How, how <laughs> did that, that show get... I mean, not that you guys need that show by any means. No, we do. I just was crying before we got here. I'm in a depression. How does that show get canceled? It can't be expensive. And it's so funny. And there's no storyline. It's not about anything. It can go forever. It's one big commercial. Every once in a while, I would have to pause it and fast forward because it would be like a show I watch that I'm not caught up on. Yes. But besides that, I don't... I'm happy to have spoilers about most reality shows. Yes. Firm Bachelor. <laughs> Is that what, do you watch reality at all? Like I watch The Bachelor. Do you watch any Housewives? You know, I used to watch most of the Housewives. Here's the problem. As I told you... Mary, my dog, has extreme sound sensitivity, which is embarrassing because I have extreme sound sensitivity. But we have mm. it over different things. Like, for me, it's like clicking pens, mouth sounds, chomping gum. Oh, was our gum bothering you? I was actually, it wasn't <laughs> bad at all for me. Like, I didn't feel like the mine rage. Was, mine was bad. The mine rage was bad. feeling. What else? So, clicking gum, what else? Because I Those have that, too. small sounds. Those are yeah, like Yeah, rappers. But not, um, oh. oh. Like, I can't go to the movies. I can't go to uh, unless it's a really loud movie. Because because Mary can't go to those. Mary doesn't, doesn't like, like sounds loud. coming from upstairs, and there's so much construction coming upstairs that she's on drugs right now. Like, do you see how she's oh, just staring? That's why she's so chill. What is she? She on? is Should always chill. She doesn't make. She's chill. She doesn't make sounds at all. But oh. when she's stressed, she just is like yeah. her heart races, her tail wags, her tongue becomes very red and panty. And I don't Aww, know what to do. I, I'll do stressful. anything. I know. I wish I could take it from her. 
and put it inside someone besides me. Yeah. Put <laughs> it um, in someone we hate. Oh, but what was it? Oh, so she has sound sensitivity. <laughs> Loud sound. Oh, so it's impossible for me to watch my favorite shows like The Bachelor, Project Runway. I'm less into the housewives since the election because it's just their behavior is too real and, and mm. like too mm-hmm. like absorbed by the like a zeitgeist and it makes me sad. Yeah. Um, I'm but, hoping a lot of people are turning away from it only because we're not on Bravo now. We haven't been watching anything on Bravo. <laughs> yeah. So I just feel like isn't it going to fade off? Oh, but the, yeah. The reason I can't I, I Oh yeah, what are the noises? She, on the, the, the bleeps. Of the, oh. That's why I'd rather hear fuck than boop, oh, because she like, oh. thinks it's an emergency and the world oh. is coming yeah. to an end. And what I you? don't know how to, I tried to give her a treat every time there's a censorship beep. Oh, Pavlov's um, dog. Yeah, I just, it's been really <laughs> difficult. Sad. But she's been just kind of going, all right, I'm going outside. And she'll just go outside oh, during well, that's good. So it's um, how do you do on a plane? On an airplane? Well, because there's lots of sounds great. on an airplane. Yeah, but the plane itself is it's so loud. loud like, yeah. Mm, yeah, people can make very loud noises and no one hears it. That is true. <laughs> Believe me, that is true. You know who does? <laughs> well, she hears coughing and sniffing. Ugh. I will. Oh, I will. Hacking coughs on planes. I'm I will. just like, why didn't you stay home? <laughs> Unless oh. it's me, and then I'm like, I can't help it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, but you know Which I like that. And yeah. I know, I mean, and sometimes it's fine. I know you have a cold or whatever, but, like, I will go, I will lose my mind on a plane. Like, if, if somebody's, like... She has travel rage. I have a, I have huge travel rage. Well, I mean, the Chinese are doing it, they do it right. They put on a fucking mask if they're sick out of respect because pe- sickness spreads. I'm I also... Yeah, just so other people... Yeah. And also, take a shower. <laughs> if you know you're a BO kind of person... Just know that if you know that, and you must know it, because I can smell you from a, they, a line of people they don't down. They know it. I, I How have, do they not know there it? There are some comedians. There are friends of mine who I love to pieces that I cannot believe they get any pussy, let alone <laughs> substantial pussy. Because <laughs> they smell. They're they smell like so much bo and also just human shit. Like no, what? like they're. They need to, first of all, there are wipes. Wipe your asshole until like there is absolutely their... nothing left an inch deep. <laughs> Do you think it's their breath that smells? Or their the breath is coming from deep the stomach. Yeah. And then also their creases. Like, you need to, in the shower, you need to use soap on mm. your whole body, especially your folds. She's dying. I can't. I, and it's, it's I can't, and I, I'll, that will put me in rage. That'll put me in rage. And I don't understand it. And especially for men, I'm sorry. But especially for men, I get even more rage. And they're men, men who are married. Men I don't around. get it. I just go like, does your wife not have a sense of smell? I think there must be a substantial... Maybe. Yeah. But there, I know that there are some women, because I have a friend who likes the man B.O. smell. I She do, like was into it. She was I like, don't mind he's it. got the smell. I'm like... Bleh. I but, like a musky smell. I love. I used to love smelling my boyfriend's musky. armpits. <laughs> she does too. Oh, I love... And he hated it, and he wouldn't let me, and it was crazy. It was like... Oh my God, that, that was her... That smell is pure sex. That's hilarious. That's that was her thing. Kind of. That is different musky, than B.O., right? Uh, you, I'm yeah. talking about like a... Orthodox guy in the airport. Yes, like solid poo. Solid maybe, he poo. maybe that person doesn't have a sense of smell. Also, that's not a big showering culture. I know. 
No, it is not. No, no, it is not. Okay. You say this as Jews. <laughs> I know. And I really not all Hasidic Jews. I do. And I do say, like, there's, like, you know, from the, and, you know, reform, let's say, reconstructions, and, blah, 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 blah. and then there's the smelling. It's the literally smelling. how much you, like, I like, think, literally. like, extreme reform is, like, a granola doesn't, like, probably. My sister is not, she does shower, actually. She does shower. <laughs> but, I mean, she doesn't, like look in the mirror at all, which I love. Like, she's so beautiful. She doesn't care. She's like, she'll be on the, she's a rabbi. She'll be on like Huffington Post Live be giving her like liberal rabbi like opinion. And literally her hair will be drenched from just coming out of the shower. She's in a t-shirt and her wet hair is made of huge boob, wet, like a wet boob circle. And she's on Huffington Post Live. But it just makes me love her so much because she, it never occurs to her to even glance in the mirror. Right. Which is That's a nice. which is a nice quality. And it is. It is a nice quality and, and she's beautiful, and charming, and all that stuff. But then you get people where it's not charming, right? Where right. it's no. disgusting. Anyway, okay, let's do politics. I just want to <laughs> why say- I know <laughs> exactly. I ask myself that every week. Um, I forced her to for do Julie. it. I know. Okay, so um, I don't like politics and I don't like political comedy. And but you are the only person who ever made me. <laughs> Who taught me anything. The first time was, like, I didn't even really know, like, I thought the Holocaust was in the 1800s. Like, I don't know. No, you didn't. I swear to you. It's amazing. So, when I, so, so Jewish people driving German cars was, like, a that was, like, the first thing where I was, like, oh, whoa. Like, so, it made me think about that. But then, and then more recently in in We Are Miracles, when you talked about, like, um, swearing on the Bible, and you're, like, that's not my, Julie and I watched it together, like, you know, like, the week it came out or whatever. And I was like, that really, like, that really made, that just really opened my eyes to, like, whoa, man, like, that's fucked up. <laughs> it is. Well, the religion that's been inserted into our government is, first of all, so anti-American. Like, our forefathers, like, they literally said separation of church and state. <clears throat> like, keep that shit separate. And the, like, bastardization, the raping of these, like, essential like this template that they've made for America, obviously they made it to be changed with time because like maybe they didn't know slavery would be a really bad look, <laughs> but like they knew things would change and that it's important to change and right. make amendments and all that shit. But also like freedom of religion was this beautiful, like, Hey, this is a melting pot. Everyone should be free to practice the religion they want. Now this administration is using quote, freedom of religion as a shroud for hatred and bias and prejudice and homophobia and, you know, all that shit. So, um, it's so gross and so un-Jesus-like. And whenever I bring up Jesus, like, the Christian right, um, goes bananas. But, like, I love Jesus. I I love the teachings of Jesus, true or not. I mean, I love the teachings of Winnie the Pooh, too. Like, (laughs) I genuinely do, you know? And, like... Or, you know, right. but, um, but these people just use his name to justify hatred and it is so unjesus like it's crazy, but all the like in God we trust that's on the money, that's like putting your hand on a Bible and swearing to the, on the Christian Bible, like how do they think that means something to like, unless you are truly very religious, you know, but it like it is so bananas and all that stuff happened not because the whole all of America decided, you know, we want to make 
religion part of our government. It was, it was fear of communism. It was the government using the fear of communism and the Russians and fear of other to, to be able to manipulate the people and to scare them into thinking we need to do this. So adding in God we trust on our money in the back of like a judge's, you know, in a courtroom, all that shit happened in the 50s. Adding it, it to did? the pledge. Yes. The Pledge of Allegiance, adding under God, that was not in the Pledge of Allegiance. They added it in the 50s. The big, and now we're having a new, the 50s. And a lot of people on both sides, mostly the right, but on both sides, care more about the, the narrative of what, how they want right. things to go than just simply what is true. And it's almost impossible to find. Snopes is kind of like the last place where you can find out if something is true. Like when that video of Trump uh, in Japan just dumping all the food in the koi pond like an asshole. Oh. <laughs> like I retweeted that. But the truth is it was before the footage started the Japanese prime minister did it first. And, like, it's mm. important to be truthful about that shit because, first of all, we don't need to show a video of Trump throwing food into a koi pond to prove he's a fucking scumbag. <laughs> you know, but what's important anyway. is... No, 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 before I oh. knew. But I'm, I, you know, you have to care about what is true more than your party or more than any of that yeah. stuff. Do oh. you think that, that, do you want, since you said that both parties are doing that, do you You're want so strong. a third party? Do you think there should? I I don't know that that's like the solution and that a third party will make people not corrupt. I mean, more than anything, Citizens United has to be overturned. Okay, do we know Citizens United? No. No. Great. I'm going to tell you. It's so simple. <laughs> it sounds so beautiful. Citizens United. I know. It's like, wait a minute. I thought minute. that was our thing. Like, no. Our <laughs> That's what they do. They are brilliant at branding. I mean, who wouldn't be behind something called Citizens United? This is what Citizens United is. Citizens United is an organization that made it so trillionaires and billionaires can give as much money to a campaign as they want. As oh. a, they are considered oh, a person. A huge, right? So that's why the Koch brothers own politicians. Yeah. The Mercers own politicians. From practically inception, they're literally sending people to school where they have an entire like wing at like Harvard or something where they're like grooming lawyers and grooming generations that are beholden to them. And... You're special. Bye. Oh, great. Thanks. Yeah. I just walked right back. I just does a lot of my dog myself. Yeah, but, um, <laughs> I asked her to take her because she's been freaking out from the sound upstairs. Um, so that's what Citizens wow. United is. So Citizens United is what has made... Uh, our, it, it's the end of our democracy. Mm-hmm. And people think democracy is just a given. It's not. Mm. We're watching it get chipped away into nothing. And by the way, like the biggest democracies the world have ever seen, like the Rome until the fall of Rome and all that shit, lasted like 200 years. We're at like 240 or something. Oh, we're right at the, we're right at the Rome. We're right at the, we doesn't, we're beyond it. And we're at a serious turning point where either, we have to either, now, I got in trouble last time I meant, suggested a revolt. <laughs> um, Did you? Why? What happened? What did you suggest? I was just, I talked to this woman who was from the Philippines and 
uh, I asked her how, like, what they had in a, a dictatorship, and then I said, how did that end? And she said, well, once the military sides with the people, oh. then there's a revolt. Right. And so I was like, all we need is the military <laughs> on our side, and bye-bye to this fucked up, corrupt administration. And then I literally had to, I got, I don't see my, like, I don't look at my Facebook at all or stuff like that, but... um. I guess I got a many death threats. And so I had like three legs of stand-up right. I had to hire security for. No one even tried to kill me. So like I'm like, oh, God, I spent so much money. I like barely broke even. But, um, ugh. Yeah. I Is mean, that, but that's not illegal. To, technically, to no, say because that. you're no, like, that's no, not, no, it's not I like didn't inciting say, like, hatred or inciting well, violence. Well, I, mean, or... I mean, illegal, like when you talk about like, like saying the word hijack in an airport. Yeah, or, or, yeah, or like assassinating and stuff. Like I you think can't you can freely that. talk about like having a revolt. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah, but you yeah. can't say assassinate the brother. No, 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 right, no. right, right. No. But you could say like, oh, I wish the military would side with the people and we could have a revolt. And, and I didn't know that, government. so I'm glad no? we do. And it does kind of seem like, well, we're at a real, I mean, we're at a, we're like, History is going to be decided in these years of, like, which way this, if this democracy survives. Oh, 100%. That's why it does feel like, that's why, that's why it feels like Rome. Like, all the, the things are being depleted. The rich are getting richer. There's not, it's like. There the, is the, great the, pizza. The, there's great pizza. Uh, the fringes are, the, 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 the layers are falling apart. And, and the administration is lying to the people right. that it's support a, it's, them. Yeah, and if Citizens United does, they do super PACs, or they can just donate individually. Oh, now you're getting into a territory <laughs> that I'm not really sure I can answer and know. But that's we can't right. But it even you still, can't yeah. do yeah, campaign so that's finance why reform. That's all just like politicians, a, right and left, are all about raising money, raising money, raising right. money. It's basically <clears throat> doping. It's like once. One person dopes, you know, in a cycling race or whatever. Right. Then they feel like they all have to dope, even if it, they know yeah. it's wrong and they don't want to. But, like, if I'm even going to compete with Lance Armstrong, right. I have to dope. Yeah. That's what it is. It's doping. Well, then there's gerrymandering, which we learned about, too. And it's just like, <laughs> oh, is, yeah. is there anything? There's nothing that's just it's, actual it's, freely yeah. vote. You know what I mean? Democracy, between, no. There is no democracy. Well, well, we they, can't do We know that Russia infiltrated this election. Yeah. Nothing's. Nothing. I no. mean, it's it's this administration is bottomless. Like usually, people hit bottom, and I, I do. It's not even an analogy to me. It's literal. I believe that these people are wealth addicts, not just rich people. Sometimes there are great rich people mm-hmm. that are you know believe that they should be paying higher taxes, and like yep. you know the Warren Buffetts and the yep. Bill Gates yep. and all these great people. That it's not just rich people. It's yep. the wealth addicts who are buying politicians, buying policy, and the policy that they're buying yeah. is just only for them to, to make, make more money. They're hoarders. Um, yeah, yeah, they are. <laughs> and it, none of them get happier. None of them find peace in their lives because, yeah. the, and it all roots, that roots back to mental health. It's like, everything's band-aids, especially in the Re- Republican Party, and nothing is like, wow, we need to take care of mental health in this country, Healthcare, education, it doesn't behoove the right to have mental health or healthcare or education because they need their people sick and stupid in order for them to be very rich and powerful. So they're just feeding, I mean, Gary Shandling is the one who told, who, who first 
taught me, like, this is wealth addiction. He said, and it was right before the banking crash in 2008, he said, the people in control are money addicts. And it's honestly like giving a bunch of cokeheads a pile of cocaine and saying, distribute this evenly among your people. <laughs> it really is. That's and until they get like addiction help, which that of is... course none of them will, right. because they all support each other mm-hmm. in their habit. But is it um, wrong to like set, like, isn't there, we always talk about this, but like, isn't it like, I don't know if it's Sweden or Scandinavian country where they have like a money cap, like where you can only have so much. But you need, you know, because then mean, that's taking away, like I guess, freedoms. Because I want to set how many kids you can have too, and I guess that's wrong. Because <laughs> well, now we're getting to like controlling people. But I do feel like there should be a wealth cap because then it's just like this there is should happens. be a, a money equals power cap. I mean, it's just as long as people are greedy and have that associate power, happiness, and respect and success with dollars, there's going to be corruption. You know, like in yeah. Bhutan, they measure success by um, gross national happiness. <laughs> but it's, you well, know, or like in, uh, I think, Zimbabwe, um, they have like one of the highest growth national, um, gross national, gross national, is that right? Wait. What did I just say? Yeah, gross national, instead of gross national product, it's yeah. gross national gross happiness. national happiness. They have one of the highest hmm. ones in their they're not a rich, the people aren't rich, but they have everything they need and they're happy. So, I mean, listen, it's not for me to say what makes right. you happy and what you need to be happy, but we, we don't have to put a cap on, on capitalism. We don't have to put a cap on how rich people can be. You can be, you can, you should still be able to become a totally rich asshole in this country. It's fine. <laughs> but you could but be an asshole even if you have a cap on a one, you know, 300 million and like that's enough. Well, enough. maybe the cap is more like you can have billions of dollars but you can't give them to a political candidate. But or you could it's just you can have billions of dollars but you have to pay your taxes. Or pay your taxes. Oh, and right. those taxes I'll, 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 go to, we right. have to want to help each other. Yes. And that the poor aren't just f- across the board, lazy people. Yes. It's such a disgusting, racist, yes. cunty conceit and, and totally Agreed. bananas. And, you know, most people understand that, that, that people sometimes are in a really tough situation and, and the government isn't putting them in it. Here's another thing. The government, the, the Republican Party has convinced the Republican people who are just mostly just people like you and me but they like regulations they teach them that regulations are the government getting in your business that's not what regulations are right that's the (laughs) regulations are made by the people to protect the people from a corrupt government right so or from toxic waste in the water right yeah so all these regulations that people are against they're against because (laughs) their leaders are telling them looking into their eyes and saying this is the government getting into your business. Right. But it's, Me- those are lies. Right. Meanwhile, they're like, yeah, don't have a business, but also don't have an abortion. Yeah, exactly. Which is but confusing. That's the, the ultimate, yeah, hypocrisy is keep the government out of our business, but also we want to regulate your vagina Life. and uterus and, and, and what who your you entire and whatever. future would like, be. Right. And meanwhile, the male, of Weird. which there are two people involved in creating a life, absolutely no consequences no, when you say they for started, anything they started the like because that just reminded me of jesus stuff 
They started like the whole like religion thing again in the fifties against against communism. Is that was that? Well, they the, just that was the other that they picked. That was you know that was the now Muslims, Mexicans coming over yeah. the border. You know anything you can do to terrify um, <laughs> people and make them feel like they're going to take your jobs and they're going to take right. your what's funny wives is that it's actually gonna now take the Russians. Your, you know everything. <laughs> Oh, it's the Russians again. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. actually, it's... <laughs> no, but the than, Russians, you know I mean? now the Republicans <clears throat> like the Russians because the Russians are fixing the campaigns for... Oh, for them. Well, yeah, right. of course. So now there, are, there are Republican, you know, <laughs> people in West Virginia going like, we like the Russians, and they have no idea why. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's so just weird. sides. It's because it's the Yankees and the Red Sox... And it's teams, and they're just for their team at any cost. Which is and they, weird. They really, most people don't understand why they believe what they believe. It's just a part of this house of cards that they have, and they need it to be true. Because I want to <laughs> tell people everything I learned. Like, I have these incredible guests on the show. Like, I had Father Gregory Boyle. Here's a Jesuit priest. I I worship this guy. He's he's so beautiful. He, he's, he was 30 years ago came out of priesty school or whatever, got assigned the East East L.A., all gangs. He tried to tell people, don't be in gangs, and convert them, and he realized, like, this is not doing anything. I'll, I need to give them a place to come and work and, like, just offer another, an, an opportunity. And now he has Homeboy Bakery, Homeboy Industries, that's all Oh, him. he's Homeboy. Oh. So, but he said to me, oh, hmm. oh fuck it. I'm not going to get this exactly right, but basically, if we don't make peace with the wounds, if we don't make peace with our own wounds, we will be tempted to despise the wounded. Now, how okay. many places in the world do you see that? I mean, that's Trump. That's, it's, it's every bully. It's, it's so much. It's, it's embodied so many places within us and all around. And then, let's see, Christian Picciolini was a full-on fucking Nazi skinhead, you know, uh, white supremacist. And he changed. And his advice was, find someone who doesn't deserve your compassion and give it to them. Because he said that's what happened to him. Oh, someone gave him compassion? Yeah. He had a record store that was like, Mostly all like white power music, but there was some like who knew that existed? Like, what, <laughs> like metal, and who cares? But yeah, I didn't but know this that black guy white kept stuff. coming to his store and oh. knew who he was, and like actually would like buy out white power music to just you know stuff. But like, but always talked to him with like warmth and respect, and he just questioned his hmm. you know. Now it's been like thirty years that he's he's been working getting extremists out of the extremist cult, you know? Yeah. And the people that are susceptible to that, my first guest was Megan Phelps Roper, who grew up in the Westboro Baptist Church, believing everything they taught. It was everything she knew and loved, you know? And she, there's a million pictures and videos of her with, like, God hates fag signs at soldiers' funerals. And the social media changed her. People just being kind to her and giving her information and, you know, mm. and she completely changed. And she said, people are just, these people are not, they don't start out bad. They're just, they're, they're, they're just human beings that in times of a time of extreme vulnerability are swayed by bad ideas or like they're people that are marginalized that find 
a family in the hate groups. Right. Uh, maybe the theme of this this episode is uh, change. Change, you know babe. I mean? Moment of change. You know what I mean? What was it? If you don't heal your wounds, you'll be tempted to despise the wounds. You gotta look it up. But it's basically, if yeah. you don't make peace yeah. with the wounds within you, then you, yeah. you'll be tempted to hate. And then the other one was wounded. find someone who doesn't deserve your compassion and, and give it to them. Yeah. God, I have so much Well, work you guys are 14 listeners. I hope they probably oh all see you. Oh my Steve, Kevin, <laughs> Marissa, Lynn, Johnny, Jack, yeah. and Jenny, Terry, Terry, um, um, Becca M, <laughs> Ann, Katie. Oh, oh Ann, my Katie. friends. My mom, Pam. Mm-hmm. Pam! Yeah. <laughs> um, Phyllis, yeah. you're not listening. <laughs> oh. Just, you know, all of them. Well, well they should watch, I hope they watch your show. They probably already have, because if they're listening to this. My mom doesn't know what Hulu is. Well. Yeah, you know, nobody. We weren't does. talking to Phyllis. No, exactly. Well, well you they will. Awesome. And everyone watch the show and follow you on Twitter. And I mean, we, we normally say to someone like, "Where can people find me on social media?" But I think you know <laughs> where to find her. Just open your window so. and scream my name. <laughs> Thank you so right. much. I yeah. learned a lot. That was great. Thank, Thank you. Y'all. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Bye. Bye. Our second favorite interview of 2018 <laughs> was the Mooch, Anthony Scara Mucci. Now, we got some criticism for the um, way we interviewed him, but we didn't give a fuck because we were fucking proud of it. Yeah, we were. I mean, basically, he was the first person of that caliber that we'd interviewed, and I think it just showed us that we can really do this. I mean, I know that sounds dumb, but we didn't want to come for him. No. So anyone who criticized us about that, that wasn't an accident. That wasn't, oh, they pussed out when he got on the right. phone. No, we didn't want to come for him. No. We wanted a dialogue and we wanted to hear what he had to say. Yeah. And most importantly, we want to interview Democrats competing in the 2020 presidential primary. And that interview proved to us that we absolutely can. Yeah. Because I'm a man. I'm a mooch. I'm a mooch. Yeah, I'm a mooch. This is our segment called Off Limits, where we talk to an influencer or an activist or just someone we love about something that is usually considered off limits politics. Today we are talking to a Trump game changer. If this were a conversation about Bravo stars, he would be equivalent to us talking to Erica Jane or Lala. Mm -hmm. In the grand scheme, he showed up somewhat late to the Trump party, but his impact has been significant. And you're sleeping if you're ignoring what he's bringing to the table. That's right. Now, we aren't looking for an argument. We are actually quite charmed by this guy (laughs) while disagreeing with quite a bit of what he has to say. However, what we are looking for is clarity and understanding, not only an understanding of what or where he's coming from, but an understanding for all the people that share his perspective. Right. It's crucial right now to bridge the divide that is separating America into two sides. And even though we believe that Donald Trump is largely responsible for (laughs) widening that divide, we are secretly hoping that our guest today has the map to the middle ground. That's right. Even though his job in the White House didn't really last two weeks, he is one of the most memorable people to work in the Trump administration. He's smart and good looking. He's outspoken and well-spoken. He's rich as fuck and stole our hearts when he talked shit about Steve Bannon. We have no idea why he 
agreed to do our stupid podcast, but we're so excited to have him. Please welcome to Dumb Gay Politics, Anthony Scaramucci. Hi, Hi Anthony. Anthony. Wow, what a what an introduction. I can't even say my mom wrote that one. Okay, that was like ridiculous, but you got you to gotta tell everybody how we met. Though. Yes. How do we meet? Yes. Okay. So this is Julie speaking for those, you know, who are new to the podcast. Okay. So I'm on a plane. I'm coming from New York to L.A. Now, and I had said this before. I don't ever. Okay. And I want you to know, Anthony, I don't ever go up to people. And I don't care if it was my biggest inspiration in life, Mel Brooks. I would never go up to him. So I'm walking on the plane and I'm behind you behind you, behind him, and you get into first class, obviously. I have to keep walking to the back of the plane where I belong, and he, and I just was like, it just came out of me. I was just like, hey, I love you, and I don't ever doubt it, even and then you were like, you were so shocked, which was what was so funny. You were like, what, me? And I was like, yeah, you, and then he goes, why? And I thought, well, that's a good question, <laughs> and then it was like, well, you just, you speak your mind, and I just like people who you know, say how they feel, and you're also really entertaining to watch, and I like watching you. And he's like, God, wow, th- you know, thank you, and we shook hands, and and you said to me, um, I really never expected someone like you to like someone like me. And I thought to, in my mind, I was like, oh, this, you know, he's never had some big lesbian come up to him mm-hmm. before. And and then you said you're misunderstood, and that you yeah, well, that's I, that's why I wanted. That's like the first question that I was gonna yeah. say was. You met Julie on a plane, so you know she's like super lazy, like dykes on bikes, like type style, like type shit. Yeah. So do you and you said this whole thing to her that she said, do you feel like you're misunderstood in general or just with like maybe liberal well, women? No, or I, 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 Well, here's, here's what happens to you. OK, when you learn going through the experience I went through, if you, if you do have a voice and, uh, you know, and again, and I get it, they do it to both sides. They did it to president obama when he was president and they do it to trump and they president trump they do it to so many people and they were doing it to me they've got to characterize you and they've got to dehumanize you a little so that they can get people to uh not accept you or take you seriously and so so one of the first things you learn in trial advocacy is if you're wrong on the facts you have to aggressively attack the other person because that Mm -hmm. ad hominem attack will discredit that person so so I, I find often that people that don't know me that are uh, not Trump supporters, uh, they get pretty lit up. And, you know, I've, I've heard some nasty things over the course of my uh, 24 month odyssey. So but it was very refreshing uh, and I appreciate it. And of course, I agreed to come on and do the show. Yeah. Well, you know what? We've I mean, we we live in L.A. and and we've told obviously everyone we know that we were going to talk to you. <laughs> and I don't know if it's because you're good looking or maybe just because you're like, really authentic even if it's if, if, if it's a differing viewpoint and we and we don't really have any friends that are trump supporters. we don't have one friend that's a trump supporter but everyone right. we've talked to we said we were going to talk to you they get real excited really excited i mean I've had, i can't even tell you how many texts including my mother was like did you talk to him <laughs> nobody's like nobody like oh, doesn't very... nobody doesn't like you over here anyway yeah well it's very very flattering i do, do appreciate that and what i was saying to julie is that like you know, I'm actually fairly non-ideological. Yeah, if you knew, that's right. You know, I, I supported President Obama. I had gone to law school with him. Um, you know, I'm more of a Republican, but on, like, social issues, I'm probably further to the left than most of your peer group because, <laughs> you know, I, I, I believe that it's life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness for everybody. It's not just for straight people. So I was one of the first people on the wagon for marriage equality and equal rights and getting people insurance if they're up. You know, and, and, you know, I have uh, my uh, my general counsel at Skybridge is a lesbian who's married. 
and they have two beautiful children, Rose and Marie, and they've got two children actually from the same sperm donor. Mm-hmm. And they're two of the coolest people I know. And she's been an unbelievable partner of mine. And I made her partner of Skybridge when she was on maternity. Mm-hmm. So my attitude is I don't care if you're black, white, yellow, green. I don't care about your gender. Yeah. Just care about your goodness. You know what I mean? And, and I think that's how uh, how we, we've got to get back to that place. You know, so so we are we are definitely coarsening our discourse, which is a big negative for yeah. the society. Right, and on that note, in so you've been your job ended at the White House or whatever, that first one after the yeah. transition. And it's been a year. Do you feel like you dodged a bullet when you've been seeing what's happened? Um, like, aren't you kind of glad you didn't have to deal with all that bullshit? Um, in some in some ways, it was very disappointing. In other ways, it was relieving. Um, but in general, you know, you probably don't remember this part of the story. I was in the throes of getting divorced from my wife. And so uh, my, my wife and I were in a rough and tumble over the political situation, among other things that was happening personally. And so one of the great things about getting fired is I was able to reconnect with her and reconcile my marriage. And so if, I, if you had to say to me, could I, could I work in the White House and be not married or could I be not in the White House and be married to somebody who I actually happen to love a great deal? I would choose the latter. So, so all in all, I think things work out the way they're supposed to. But I, you know, listen, I have to be accountable. I made a mistake on the phone with a reporter. I don't um, think it was a I, mistake. I, well, I, I told the truth, by the way. Although exactly. I did say some fake news because there's no way Steve, you know, Steve Bannon, you know, his peepee, his peepee's too small to do what I said he could do. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, I mean, as I'm obviously and look at his little pot belly. So there's yeah, like no way he, he could do yeah, that. No. So I, I was sort of hurt by the president that I didn't win the fake news award related to those comments. But that's fine. But, I, well, I but, you, you were know, robbed. Yeah. You were robbed. I think I was robbed, don't you? I should have been like the top of the fake news award. But, you know, the truth of the matter is those are two very, very bad people. You know, Ryan Sprevis and Steve Bannon were uh, systemically very, very bad people. And so, look, I, I wear the fact that I was fighting with them like a badge of honor. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've been very outspoken about General Kelly, Uh, I think John has obviously hurt the president, and I think John is actually, you know, he's also a guy that he hides in his his hero's uniform, but his, his personality doesn't match the uniform. You know, and so, I mean, so, so I'm, and I'm, and I'm, and I'm cool. You know, with him not liking me because, uh, frankly, I don't like him. So, you know, at the end of the day, um, what about Mike Pompeo? Do you like that? Him replacing Rex Tillerson? Yeah, him I like because again, you know, you talk about authenticity and you talk about people being who they are. Uh, Mike is a very straight up, very straightforward guy. He's a very smart guy. Uh, top of his class at West Point. Went to Harvard Law School a couple of years after me. Um, and, you know, I don't know every aspect of his personality or every aspect of his politics, but I've gotten to know him personally and some of his family members. And at least, you know, he's a straight up guy. These other guys that we're talking about, they're classic Washington operatives where they'll say one thing to your face. They're congenital liars at birth. They can't <laughs> they can't help themselves. You know what I mean? It's like they'll tell you the sky's green when you know it's not. And they just have this congenital way of practicing, you, you know, Washington honestly there- bo- bull it's just ridiculous you know it's, isn't it hard though to if you're especially for you who seems like a person who like in and you've, you've said you're a straight shooter and you like to you know stab someone in the front or whatever or you want to come for someone you come for them it's you don't do backstabbing it seems like however at least from an outsider's point of view 
that Trump is also a liar and that there's so many liars in there. Like, how do yeah. you even well, manage okay, so who's lying and who's, you know so, what I mean? So, yeah. so Trump is different, though. Okay, so I know you guys don't like him, but let me just frame it for you. And, and there's, you have legitimacy for some of the reasons why you don't like him. And then some of the things are a little bit unfair. But, but the thing about Trump is he's an old-fashioned story embellisher. He's an old-fashioned <laughs> BSer. Okay. Okay. He's an old-fashioned BSer. Mm-hmm. Okay, and if you read Scott Adams' book Win Bigly, uh, <laughs> Trump's a- Trump's adage is, "Why would I ever let the truth get in the way of a really good, flavorable story?" Okay, so that's in my mind. I know you guys think I'm trying to split the participle here, but in my mind, uh, that his supporters sort of know that he's sort of a macro wave storyteller and he's mixing between political lying and being like you know an old school salesman embellisher yeah. i do P- politics that's, that's, is politics that's him. yeah well, that's him so oh he's told three thousand and one lies over the last <laughs> uh, year i'm like okay come on the guy is a great story embellisher that's what he does for a living that's how he operates himself okay. yeah but let and, me and so and everybody knows that and by the way i've seen him wink you know, he he is he has yeah, turned to me that. and winked. I can see that too. Yeah, um, he's turned yeah. to me and winked at me when he's saying something that I'm looking at. I'm like, <laughs> what the hell is he saying that for? You know what I mean? We really mm-hmm. don't like Mike Pence, and mm-hmm. um, we really wish you could talk shit about him the way you did Steve Bannon and <laughs> rancid pubes, but we know yeah. you can't, and we know yeah, you say well, you like him, good, but there's just no, no look, way. There's a, no way I you can a, really I, like I, him. He's a little no, bit too well, much of a tool. Okay. All right. Well, you guys don't like him because you probably believe, you know, he's, he believes in this sort of conversion therapy nonsense. Who would oh. like someone who so, believes in that? Well, okay. You, he well, calls you, his you, wife you, mother. I'm sure you, you have like literally you, banged you. like 500 chicks. He calls his wife okay. mother. How can you okay. relate to him at all? All right. All right. Well, um, yeah. Well, you said a lot there, okay? Particularly about the 500 chicks that I have to let go by because I really want to stay completely and, and totally and, married. Yeah, be honest. So, well, that's so, before. We've all so, done, but, we've all have histories. We all Julie's have backlinks. banged 500 okay, chicks too. All right, well, God bless you, okay? Your 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 chicks are probably more interesting than my chicks. But, no, but anyway, they're all the same chicks. Wouldn't that be funny? Uh, okay, okay. That would be great, actually, because then, then you guys would learn, which I'm not supposed to say, I'm basically a lesbian in a man's body, right? Because I probably like hair and makeup and, and hairspray more than you guys do. God, but, oh God, and, are you and I probably and I probably I probably use more of it, right? Are you, I'm always, are you I'm co- always into makeup. Are you codependent and hypersensitive too? Uh, not codependent, but definitely sensitive. But yeah, but, but on this topic, on this topic with with my with Vice President Pence, okay, he sort of got raised in that sort of absolutist sort oh, we, of way. I know, I know, we know. And but. so 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 for me, all I can say to him is, boy, I'm like radically different from you. I don't know about you guys i can only speak for myself i did not choose my sexuality um my nephew who came out as uh as gay uh last year he's 21 i couldn't be more proud of him because i i I don't want him to live in a society where he doesn't feel accepted And, and so you know my generation i'm born in 1964 so a lot of my friends that are gay had a hard time coming out because of the social stigma related to it when you get born in the 70s, a little easier, born in the 80s, a little bit easier, born in the 90s, a lot easier, right? And so so for me, you know, I'm so glad that we're moving in the right direction. That's real social progress for me. And I'm very proud of my 21-year-old godson 
who came out and said, hey, you know, uh, this is my sexual orientation. I did not choose my sexual orientation. And I don't know if you guys chose yours, but I, I didn't choose mine. Okay? I kind of so do. I like okay, it. It's a day-to-day thing. It's a day-to-day. Okay, all right, well, good. Well, God bless you. But my, my <laughs> point is, what, di- what difference does it make? Now, here's what it I would doesn't. say to Vice President Pence, and I would say to other people in that movement, you guys are, quote-unquote, conservatives, and you're for a smaller government, and you're for a smaller government everywhere except in my bedroom. You want a larger government in my bedroom. And in women's and vaginas. <laughs> women's Correct. vaginas and, and gay people. And I can't know okay. how you... And so I don't, yeah. I, don't think that that, I don't think that that's fair. Okay, and as you a woman... You don't? Liberal, you know, so I, no, he doesn't I like don't. it. I, I think oh, oh, that, oh, yeah, I think, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't like it. I think that you're, it's your body. I'm a libertarian when it comes to this way. I'm not even liberal. It's your body. You have a right to choose what you're going to do with your body. Right. And you have a right to uh, live with and cohabitate with and have a sexual relationship with whoever you want. And and why is that even my business? And why shouldn't you, if it's life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, why aren't you able to pursue happiness the same way I'm allowed to? So, I mean, to me, I could debate these people all day and night, and 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 I box them into a corner. They can't even move. You know, is it so, hard for you to be so, around him then? Or do you feel that it's sort of like almost like you're calling to be because what you're saying is you're around this guy who believes it really just like the opposite of what you believe. He'd have your he'd yeah. control your wife. He'd control your daughters. He'd tell your gay godson to go, live, mm-hmm. you know, get yeah. in a camp and be converted mm-hmm. like this guy is yeah. dangerous. And not only like that, he's dorky. And, too. And, he's, <laughs> and you're with him. And I wonder, well, it's just like, do you well, feel I, like it's I, your. Well, here's what I would say. OK, I like him as a person. Okay. I would say that I don't go into those areas or those topics with him. He's always been very, very good to me. Um. And he's he's a gentleman, but on policy, let's say that he becomes the forty sixth president right. for whatever reason. Oh, okay, God. on on policy, on those policies, if he tried to implement policies or or laws that are different than the existing ones, because I think we've made a lot of progress yes. roughly, in yep. the last fifteen years. Totally, I would be at the forefront of trying to block that. Mm. The same way I was with Rob Reiner and Chad Griffin. Yep. Uh, five or six years ago, working on the gay marriage project here in New York and then working on it nationally, cool. you know, and, and so I, you know, I went to the HBO premiere with those guys, uh, with Ted Olson and David Boys, who, who argued that case before the Supreme Court, because I just think it's a it's a natural human right. And, and we we need to be more accepting of yeah. each other. Again, we don't That's have to nice. agree on every po- we have to agree on every political si- situation. We don't have to look at each other and say, okay, geez, you know, I'm way more for the free market. I, I know that the market has to be regulated because we have greed and excess in our personalities. Mm-hmm. I understand all that, but I do know that the system of free market opportunity and creating unequal outcomes through hard work and industry and things like that are important because that's a motivating tool uh, for me. You know, it was motivating in my life, helped me create a lot of jobs in society, pay a lot of taxes, I just want, uh, I just the, want to interject really quick. Yeah. You're, yeah. You seem like you're a really nice guy. You're obviously you've got social skills to pay the bills for goddamn days. <laughs> but and so this isn't your responsibility. But I just want to say just for our, you know, 14 listeners that there's the difference between like disagreeing with someone on the free market or, you know, 
tariffs and shit and then and then disagreeing with someone on civil rights it's like at that point it's like yeah. you know i'm back in you know whenever slavery they, happened i don't know was it the 1700s i don't know <laughs> yeah. but it's like somebody needed to go and be like you're not gonna fucking treat human beings that way and yeah. and i'm not gonna talk to you if you do now i'm not saying you need to do that because i understand you have your way of like making things happen but we all ha- ha- can agree that like human rights are different than disagreeing on like well, you know well, economic I mean, let's go policies back. Oh, oh, okay i understand that and i think they should be absolutes but unfortunately because of the tribal 5500 years of uh, human recorded history uh, <laughs> it's been very it's been very tribal and it's been very closed down and so one of the great things about the country whatever its stains are whatever the original sins are slavery this is a country of movement this is a country of progress right so so at the end of the day, I'll just go back to what Dr. King said, right? Dr. King basically said that you're never going to fight hate with corresponding hate. The only way you're going to overwhelm hate is through unconditional love, right? And so if you go back to his writings, you go back to his teachings, and you go back to his practice of nonviolent civil disobedience, him and Gandhi did more for social change and social justice than anybody standing inside of a tank or a gun, you know? And so, so for me, you know, I've got to, you know, and, and Dr. King had to work with people that literally hated him, you know, and, yeah. and, and the early part of that movement, there were a lot of politicians that wanted nothing to do with it. that wanted to continue to have enforced segregation, the school systems segregated, the lunch counters segregated. And so he, he worked with those people to change that system. So, so to me, you don't want to, I don't want to lose my relationship with, with uh, Vice President Pence because if he becomes President Pence, you know, we got to be in right. there explaining right. to him that this is where social progress is. This is really where the American experiment is going. This is what Lincoln, Lincoln talked about the country. He said it was the last best hope for mankind. And he meant that because it was a melting pot. He meant that it was a, it was a place where people could come and practice their religion or practice free speech. Uh, they could come and find opportunity. That's how my grandparents got here. Yeah. And so my so my point is, is that like, you know, we we, we've got to operate to some extent inside of that system to reform the system. If that makes sense. It's the fact that you can do it is a test. I mean, you know, not everyone can do that. That's the thing. Yeah. I know I couldn't do it. I'd just be enraged. I'm a a byproduct. Look, I have to remember, I've lived this very improbable life. And thankfully, you know, through the good forces of hard work and some luck, probably more luck than anything, I've been very successful and so I'm at a stage of my life where I'm really trying to figure out how to help other people uh, achieve the same sort of things that do I do. Do you drink? Do you drink? Because no. you don't sound not, like you drink. N- no, not that much. No, I mean, yeah. again, you know, you, 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 if you drink, you wrinkle up like a prune. You know, I'm a very vain person, right? You guys have to remember that vain. Come on, as fellow lesbians, vain and pain rhyme for a reason. By okay? the way, you just named. Don't forget this that, is right? the name of the episode. It's going to be Anthony Scaramucci, right? fellow lesbians. Yeah, fellow lesbians. He's Let, not a big I know you. I know you're so you're busy, but we have just a couple yeah. more questions. So the yeah, go ahead. You, I saw we we like scour. We like we spent hours yeah. last night looking at your shit first of all do you like it or do you not like it when people call you the mooch or refer to you as the mooch? no problem i you know okay. I, I i actually like i mean have to remember my last name is scarab mooch right <laughs> okay well you know some people so don't like my, nicknames or whatever no, i don't care okay, right. i thought it was really funny when a lot of people that are you know on the left they all oh, mooch is like a pejorative you'd be mooching off people oh. they were like very quick to use my left but it's my last name yeah and by exactly. the way uh, i've been i've been called the mooch since i was in the second grade yeah. so it doesn't matter <laughs> okay good well you I never like, know just want to ask yeah. 
what I think is fun about it is that if you go on Amazon, you can buy these like Mooch T-shirts. My wife gave me a hard time, bought a Mooch coffee cup. It said I was White House Communications Director for, for 10 days. All I got was this coffee cup. I'm like pissed at the guys that made the coffee cup because I was there for 11, 11 days. days. Right? Why, why cheat me out of that 10? Your wife you know, has got to have a day. good sense of humor. Does she make no, – no, she, 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 yeah. We have a Mooch, we have a mooch uh, a workout T-shirt. It has a picture of a swear jar that's loaded with dollar bills, and then it says, shit. I filled the jar again, Anthony Scaramucci. I mean, these people are constantly breaking my balls at home. I know. You have to take – that's what you said to me on the plane, too. He's like, the amount of incoming I take is ridiculous. Yeah. No, I take incoming from the family more than anybody. Yeah. My, well, we my, all my do. My four-year-old says, Dad, stop saying the bad words. That's what got you fired by Donald Trump. That was my the bad – My four-year-old saying well, that. I wanted I'm like, all right, i got to stop saying the bad words. No. Well, I want to tell you, we love that. We love that about yeah, you and the not, fact that you, you said that. You know I, that's not why I got fired. I got fired oh, no. because – Kelly because you had a big me. business in your hedge fund yeah. that we're going to buy into for thirteen. We can pull together thirteen hundred for thirteen hundred. Yeah. Can we get some action yeah. in that hedge fund you, or what? You, 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 well, I gotta. You, you gotta come meet my partners. You love them, okay? We'll let you in. We're for in Skybridge. Yeah, on. we're doing. Well, I want the lesbian discount with the with the partner. We got like exactly. I got five bucks. I can definitely put in. All right, wait. So you said, and uh, you told New York Magazine, and this I thought was really interesting. So you said, the thing I've learned about these people in Washington is that they have no money. So what happens when they have no fucking money is they write about what seat they are and what the title is. Fucking congressmen act like that. They're fucking jackasses. I want to know what you mean by that. I feel like this is informative about Congress. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, basically, you know, they're super pissed at me for saying the truth. But I mean, the truth is, is that they've selected these jobs these jobs are low-paying jobs, which offers an opportunity for all these lobbyists to curry favor with these guys, which is why yeah. the system is so flawed. Yes. And then the and then the other problem is because they're not making any money, um, they start to focus on these like really stupid things like what seat they have on Air Force One, what's their position, what's uh, their title, oh, mm. and so so the point uh, I'm making is is like okay, you should be serving in Washington for a couple of years, not make it this ridiculously long entrenched career. And you should, you should be making progress for the American people. And then you should go home, you know? Yeah. Go I mean, on you know, a speaking George tour. I always Washington say I, I couldn't do, yeah. couldn't be in politics. Cause I would be Scott Pruiting. It up. I would have to, I'd be like, I need money. I'm obsessed with money. I wouldn't be able to help myself. I'd be like, fuck it. I don't care about this. I'm going to take this like underhanded payment. It's, I wouldn't care. It's the reason it's the reason why the average American, I mean, by the way, it's also, you know, again, you know, whatever you think about the president, it's the reason why he got elected, because the average American is so fed up with these people. You know, the Congress has like a lower approval rating than Chairman Kim from North Korea. You know, so I mean, it's like, you know, you know, it's like they're a bunch of jokers. Right. So. So, you know, and that's that's just it's just very, very hurtful to the American people. And if you look at the policies and you look at the unevenness of the educational system, the crumbling infrastructure and you look at the deficit spending and the and just the reckless behavior, you're like, okay, why are you guys doing this? I'm not allowed to do this in my life. Why are you doing this to our country? Yeah, exactly. You, you follow what I'm saying? So, of course. So that's, that, that's got to get fixed. Hopefully our children uh, will fix it because our you know, the baby boomer generation has failed at that. Before you know? we let you go, will you tell us what you think of Kellyanne Conway? <laughs> okay, so we're, 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 we're very good friends. I know her a long time. Um, she's very, very loyal to the president. Um, she got the president elected. She um, sure I did. think without without her voice, I mean, remember, you have 52 percent of the white women's vote. 
A lot of that had to do with Kellyanne. Mm -hmm. um, I think she's been very loyal to him and the family. And if you met her and you got outside of, like, here's what happens in the media. When you meet somebody through the media, there's a prism and a kaleidoscope. And so you sometimes get disconnected from who the person really is. And so what I would say to you about Kellyanne, if you met her personally, you got to know her over a beer or over a meal, you'd have a different opinion of her than you currently have now. Whatever that opinion is, good or bad, I just think it would be different because there'd be more texture and there'd be your, more humanness. And you'd be looking at her saying, okay, I get her. You know? And I that think you'd sense. like her. Yeah, but would that be true about Steve Mnuchin? I kind of don't think so. Um, well, I just Steve, don't think so. Steve, Steve, you know, he probably doesn't have a, you know, I mean, he's probably doesn't have the most effervescent <laughs> of all the personalities. I mean, come on. Him and I, him and I work together, and I, I have a good, good friendship with him. I like his wife a lot. Um, mm -hmm. they're, they're very nice people. But I mean, you know, look, I mean, you know, look, he's he's a good guy. And by the way, he's a very stable, moderate guy. And so, and, and the president has a lot of respect for him. So I'm very glad he has a seat at the table because he has a voice that the president respects. And I think when you would think about policies that go down, he's fairly centrist, okay, which mm. is something I think is very important in this administration. Now you're about to get your own show. This is the very last question. Um, clearly your minutes from starting I mean, your own yeah, show. It has to be happening. Could right, you, it has to if be. you could pick what network you'd have your show on, which network would it be? Is there a lesbian network? <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, it's called Please. MSNBC. <laughs> yeah, okay, so it looks like it would be M M L E S B N B C. Well, That's what does Skybridge start a lesbian? That is amazing. Please. Yeah. No, if, if there's a lesbian network. That's the one I want to be on, actually. But. Well, but, good, luck, good luck with the know, rest of your life. We okay, really. I appreciate, it, guys. If you're in New York, come see me. You got my cell phone. Let's um, get a beer. Thank okay. you, but oh, thank you so much for please. doing our stupid podcast. Yeah. Do you want to tell no, our 14 listeners where they can find you and troll yeah. you? Uh, uh, they can troll me at <laughs> Scaramucci on Twitter. You can say mean and nasty things. It's totally fine. Oh, uh, I don't. I, I only block people that have criminal records that have threatened my life. Everybody else I unblock because I, I actually don't care. Um, <laughs> Perfect. And so God bless. for the 2018 interview retrospective episode of Dumb Gay Politics. We want to thank you guys for listening. We're going to be back next week with a regular Dumb Gay Politics-y episode of this shit. But if that's not your jam, you should really try out our Patreon podcast for 2019. www.patreon.com slash dumbgaypolitics. This week, we are giving away an official Cardi B pork rind <laughs> that I stole from her bag of pork rinds on oh, set. God. We, ha we have like 30 people coming for that pork rind and we're, <laughs> we're going to put their names in a hat and we're going to draw it out and they're going to win the pork rind. Yes. Um, also, we're doing another live podcast in New Orleans on January 19th, which is Brandy's birthday and one in Austin on February 16th. Go to www.julieandbrandy.com for more information on that show. Um, yeah. 
Yeah. And I if mean, you if you know an Austin area drag queen or performer that wants to stand in for Linda on Sweet Transvestite, let us know. And as always, it's been real and it's been fun. But it's mostly been gay and um. Happy Scrunchy 19. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Scrunchy 19. How'd you do, I? See you've met my faithful hand in hand. He's just a little broad dime because when you knocked, he thought you were the candy man. Don't get strung up by the way I look. Don't judge a book by its cover. I'm not much of a man by the light of day, but by night I'm one hell of a lover. I'm just a sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania. <laughs> Let me show you a rhyme and maybe play you a sign. You look like you're both pretty groovy. Or if you want something visual that's not too abysmal, we could take in an old Steve Reeves movie. I'm glad we caught you at home. Could we use your phone? We're both in a bit of a hurry. Right. We'll just say where we are, then go back to the car. We don't want to be any worry. Well, you got caught with a flat world. How about that? Well, babies, don't you panic. By the light of the night, it'll all seem all right. I'll get you a satanic mechanic. I'm just a sweet transvestite. From transsexual Transylvania. Stay for the night. Right. Or maybe a bite. Right. I could show you my favorite obsession. I've been making a man with blonde hair and a tan. And he's good for relieving my tension. I'm just a sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania. A sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania. So, come up to the lab and see what's on the slab. I see you shiver with anticipation. But maybe the rain is really to blame. So I'll remove the cause. <laughs> But not the symptom. <laughs>